0: All right, I just want to record a quick little pre-thing I'm going to put at the start of the podcast, just that uh, when we're talking about this, uh, this is just how much I don't know my English geography, my UK geography. I kept confusing Scotland and Wales. So when I say that this guy started in Wales, pretend I'm saying Scotland. He started in Scotland.
1: At the far point, which would be about, oh yeah, God, at least twice as far away as if is if it was whales?
0: Yeah, I was downplaying his accomplishments. Okay, so will start the episode here. So last episode, we did the uh, hot and cold episode, the horrible cold in Russia, and then the volcanic island in Japan. So I had another weird idea, kind of like that, of just uh, dualities, but this one is indoor and outdoor. <laughs> so, so for the indoor, we'll do that at the end because it's just a little cartoon that uh, it's only like an 11-minute little cartoon, but I just thought I'd show you the current state of cartoons. We'll talk about it when we get there. But, uh, you know, because that's the classic staying indoors, watching cartoons bullshit. But the outdoor one, this is another guy I found on YouTube. So it's kind of interesting. He's this British guy named Liam who uh, he joined the military as a chef and he did four years in the military and then it was like a, you know one of those four-year stints. And then I guess at that point... You know, that's where it's easiest to leave if you want to leave. If you can leave with... You got to give them like a whole year. You got to tell them a year three you want to leave. And they don't let you leave till the end of the fourth year. But that's kind of the make or break. Either you do leave then or you become a lifer military oh, guy. Okay. So he decided not to. He decided he did the military thing. He tried it out. He didn't have a bad experience, but he didn't want to stay there. So then he started... Uh, kind of radically going the opposite of regimented military life where he sold all his shit and he just became like a, a van guy just driving around camping out of the back of his van or whatever and he had this youtube channel and it was sort of popular but how i found out about him is he had this one video that just blew up got a million views because instead of the van he decided to up the ante he's like all right i'm stuck in england because of covid and i can't really travel and i've been doing this van thing for a couple of years and Again, England's just not that big, you know, I've been everywhere in my van. So he decided to go to the most northerly point in Wales, I believe, and walk all the way to the most southerly point in England.
1: You know what's strange about that? Well, it's not strange, but before people had automobiles and that, they did that. They walked all over. People, like, it would be probably, I will not say nothing, to walk from North Wales to South Wales. It probably took you a couple of days. But, hey, if you had to get up in the morning and get to South Wales, that's how you got there.
0: Yeah, I always think of, like, Robin Hood, you know, the, the carriage, the stagecoach, or not stagecoach, but the carriage, I guess, going by. And then the merry men come out of Sherwood Forest and attack you.
1: Yeah. But, see, those were rich people who right. had horses and could travel in carriages. Your average... Joe, who lived in a little town and maybe was a, a factory worker or made wares at home and sold them, he didn't have that kind of stuff, so he walked. Yeah. And you see, when you watch British, especially British shows, Jane Austen, those kind of things, they're always walking all over the countryside.
0: It does make me think, too, with like the Robin Hood stuff or the Merry Men, or uh, I think of like Dungeons and Dragons, where you're walking along and a bunch of goblins jump out of the woods. But like I bet it was kind of like that like this guy in this guy's case this is this video is about forty minutes long and I can't remember how long it takes him, but a while because he walks all the way to the bottom of England it's a pretty long walk and he's got his phone with him the whole time and stuff whereas yeah, I bet back in those days it probably was a legitimate worry that if some bandits jump out of the woods what are you gonna do <laughs> you yeah. just got to hope they don't kill you
1: even if you're in a if you're in a caravan or uh, something horse drawn a horse drawn wagon or whatever so what what kind of protection is that the horses take off (laughs) and leave you stranded
0: or uh, like around here i've gotten really comfortable with walking around at night through the woods because i've realized the woods here are really nothing especially odell but even the uh unb woodlot it's surrounded by highways and stuff the likelihood of a bear being in there is very low but I remember in uh, BC, it would worry me sometimes if I had to go through the woods at night because they have lots of bears out there. And, you know, it still would only be 15 minutes maybe that I'm cutting through some national park before I get back to traffic. But that 15 minutes was so scary that it would make me think of if you were walking, you know, from London to. Sherwood, fucking whatever. Forest. Yeah. Sherwood Forest. I always think of Sherwood Forest because it's just funny that it's a real place, you know. (laughs) Like it just seems funny that that's a real town. But yeah, like that must have been truly scary because you don't even have the social infrastructure that we have now. You don't have police. You don't have anyone that cares about. Yeah,
1: you're just walking over the hills and the dales and the ins and the outs and the ups and the downs and.
0: And yeah, once night hits, it's like, must be very well, scary. You probably
1: had to stop somewhere because it would be dark. You wouldn't have a flashlight or anything like that. So you probably had to stop and make your little fire in the woods or by the side of the road and hope that bandits didn't come out and attack you for. Food or whatever they'd be stealing.
0: Which even I mean I don't even know if that really did happen because how did the bandits live in the woods? You know, like that's probably also sort of a. Hey, you up... Robin Hood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's probably yeah. sort of exaggerated for uh, for the sake of uh, storytelling, probably because I mean, yeah, but who knows? I don't really know that much about that. Well, era. you
1: probably stopped at uh, some farmer who would have a little hovel that he built somewhere out of mud and cedar shakes or something on his roof in one room and you probably stopped in there and they offered you hospitality for the night and you paid them a couple of shekels and then you went on your way
0: yeah so anyway i thought this was kind of neat because this is uh yeah it's like the extremely soft echo of those days <laughs> of like now this guy there's nothing really tough about what this guy does but it's just just neat it's just a neat little video and again it's my continuing obsession with just so cool that someone can just film this themselves and edit it together themselves and get a million views and it's like neat (laughs) it's so cool but if you want to look this up dear listener it's called no rent a tent and a camera backpacking britain is the name of the video
1: next
0: So yeah I just thought that was the I don't know just a neat little thing that uh, I just liked that video so I thought why not <laughs> you know let's check it out
1: it was it was interesting. But some of the other ones we've watched, it kind of makes you really want to do it. Right. This one, um, I didn't want to do it.
0: Yeah, I think this is, well, it's kind of come up before, like, when we were talking about Carl Pilkington and stuff. Like, I really respect, it's one thing I like about watching YouTube people versus a TV production is you do get the, just the the bare facts of it. Like, I thought it was so interesting when he was two-thirds of the way through just talking about the monotony like he was always in a brain fog like nobody in a TV crew would ever talk about that not only because they wouldn't want to talk about it but they probably wouldn't experience that he's literally by himself for yeah. two months
1: and he talked about things that were reality like the days that it rained and rain I mean he looked absolutely miserable <laughs> yeah or just all, all the bugs about the in wet Scotland socks and yeah. he couldn't get his socks dry and then when he did get them dry they were hard, and they rubbed on his feet. I mean, that's reality. That is what would happen to your socks. And give him his due. When he was going through that bog and his sneakers were wet, you could almost hear them squishing on his feet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: But, yeah, I like that stuff. I like that, uh, yeah, it's like, why, uh, why pretend that it... Cause it, it but, but it's like it doesn't devalue the parts that are very pretty and nice.
1: I'd love doing that in a small doses. Right, like uh, do do uh, like maybe a day's walk, and then through the boring stuff, get in a car and drive to the next to the next route. It almost as, as opposed to just continually walking every day because that is hard. And uh, your father and I did that when we were in Europe. We right. walked an awful lot, and when you finally did get to stay in some place that was kind of decent, it was like oh, heaven.
0: It's it, like makes me jealous of uh, I mean, he's obviously he's in his early 20s, and he's in good shape, but it makes me jealous just of people that have symmetrical bodies, because I've got flat feet and scoliosis. I just can't do that. Like I love walking, but I have to have special insoles in my shoes. And I always have like a walking stick to kind of prop up my shoulder if it starts to hurt. And it's just like, if I were to do this, I would have to do it like half the speed he was going, if not even slower. Just so that I, my shitty body could rest. <laughs> it's like, I'm like jealous of this guy that he can
1: just hike yeah. 20 miles in well, a day. Well, as I say, just a sh- short stints and seeing just parts of this stuff and then driving parts and then seeing more. That that would be my game. Right. Rather than a continual 49 days. Uh, I mean, I'd be getting up in the morning and say, oh my God, I got another day I gotta put in here.
0: I think yeah, if if I was to do it,
1: sore, I'm wet. My socks are hard.
0: Yeah, my method would have to be much slower, and I would have definitely more gear. Like I would have rain boots and better. Like you know, when it's all rainy, I would want to have all that stuff. So I think I I honestly might do, like with the backpack I've got when I was traveling. Like I could fit all my stuff into my book bag. But the key to that thing was that it also it's got wheels and uh, a handle, so it is a backpack. But if you are on a road. You can just take oh. all and yeah, just carry it like a wagon sort of, and that makes a big difference. Like you can't do that on a country trail, but there was a lot of this where he was on just paved road, so I would not carry the book bag the whole time. <laughs> I would switch it up or whatever.
1: But he certainly saw some beautiful stuff, and that is the beauty of walking. You see so much more when you walk. He saw he saw wild animals he, that you would never see in a car. Right. But it's not something that uh, that I would. Want to do? Where some of the other ones? I said, oh, man, I wouldn't love wouldn't like some of those places in Japan." Oh man, I'd love to go and do those. Right? Um, England, I think, I think what it is, um, it was lovely. It's beautiful, but it's very much like what we have here in Canada. Yeah. As far as uh, scenery, wild uh, like rocks, mountains. Um, we don't have the pathways that they have for obviously walking. Those they seem to have an incredible. Uh, System set up over there for the walker whereas we're very limited we have little sections of walking trails and then they stop Uh, but as far as the physical scenery of it very very similar to Canada like northern Scotland looks very much like uh, Newfoundland
0: yeah and definitely, yeah, just a weird thing to watch today, too, because this weather is insane today. And I was saying as we were watching it, like, I'm watching his beautiful view of here's the cliffs and here's the sunset. And then I glanced up out the window. It's literally just white outside. Like, you can't even see colors today. I can see, like, a little red of some headlights. It's like some taillights of a car. Everything else is white. Yeah, and, <laughs> like, and
1: you can hear the wind beating on the windows.
0: Ridiculous. So then I thought just to tack on to that much, much shorter little 11-minute thing. But I thought with the outdoors... That's why I had the idea of outdoors and indoors, where I thought I could show you a weird little cartoon. Because what made me think of this is the idea of cartoons that are intended for grown-ups. Like, you could argue the Looney Tunes cartoons back in the day, you know, they were for kids, but grown-ups could also enjoy them. But I feel like when cartoons really shifted to, like, this is clearly not for kids is uh, Ren and Stimpy in the 90s is what I think of as the first show where they really put down the flag of, like, this is to make stoned grown-ups laugh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if kids want to watch it, that's fine, but that's not who this is for. And I thought that was kind of funny because do you remember in Ren and Stimpy there was that uh, weird song about the log like it's the new toy all the kids want. Log. It rolls downstairs, a lone impairs, runs over your neighbor's dog. But it, the joke is, it's just a log that they're marketing to kids. And then one Christmas, as a joke, you wrapped up a log and gave me a log. Because oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like I was in ninth grade when uh, Ren and you still Stimpy. Still that
1: little log at home, actually. Right.
0: <laughs> I it was eighth or ninth grade when Ren and Stimpy was really big. And I just remember, yeah, going back to school and people are like, Hey, what'd you get for Christmas? And I was like, I got a log <laughs> and everybody watched Ren and Stimpy. So they were like, Oh, that's actually pretty funny <laughs> that you got a log. Yeah. And like Ren and Stimpy really started a lineage of shows ever since then, there's always been, what's the next Ren and Stimpy type show. It's never stopped ever since then. There's always these kind of offbeat weird shows that are kind of for grown ups. And, uh, Sadly, this is sort of a side point, but uh, the guy, John Crickfalusi, who made Ren and Stimpy, he uh, kind of got, uh, it basically, it turns out, back in those days, in the 90s, it's like technically he didn't do anything illegal, but he was in his 30s at the time. And he became this big cartoon celebrity, because, you know, Ren and Stimpy was super famous. And uh, it was like these, he was dating these much younger women And he would always wait until they were legal age, technically, but as these stories came out years later, it's like he was grooming them, like he would get a fan letter from like a 16-year-old girl, and would start corresponding with her, and establish a relationship, and then when she became 18, then he would go fly to wherever she lived, or fly her out, and it would become his girlfriend and it was all creepy and weird and like you know that whole power dynamic thing of he's the famous cartoon guy and she's just some young woman so now that all these women are in their 30s now all these stories came out of how awful he was and it's like man what a bummer it's not like I watch Ren and Stimpy on the regular anymore but I'll never be able to watch it again without knowing that that guy was such a creep so anyway that's the sad tale of John Crickfalusi but this show this is to me this is like the latest the latest in that line of Ren and Snippy type shows. It's called Smiling Friends. And this one is neat because it's this guy, Zach Hadel, who I knew through YouTube. Again, YouTube stuff. He just did YouTube cartoons, and everybody kind of knew him from his little YouTube cartoons. So he finally got a real cartoon on Cartoon Network, and it's called Smiling Friends, and it's only 11 minutes long. And I just thought I'd show you that as the counterpoint. Instead of outdoors, let's watch the weird cartoon Just in case you're curious of whatever happened with uh, this weird Ren and Stimpy shit that your kids used to watch in the 90s, like, what... what, Because I'm still doing it. I'm at 40-whatever now, and I'm still watching cartoons (laughs) because there's just these cartoons that are, you know marketed to me of like hey guy that used to like cartoons used to like ren and stimpy well here you go here's the new one
1: there were a lot of cartoons though that were kind of adult generated especially when you get into some of the japanese cartoons right but as a culture a north american culture we always had this thing that if it's animated cartoon whatever it's for children we kind of lost that whole idea that it was for it could be for older people. God, in the 1950s and 60s, they were the classic comics that took novels, famous novels, and put them into cartoon-type form. And those were for adults. But it was always, no, it's cartoons. They're kids. Yeah, and for even, kids.
0: And even now, it is, it's pretty rare. But they've kind of staked out their claim now where uh, on Cartoon Network, it's this block of programming they started called Adult Swim. Oh is, yes, I've
1: seen adults swim, yeah.
0: Yeah, so it's on later at night and and it's like distinctly these cartoons like you know, it's not like you can't show them to kids. There's nothing terrible in them, but they're just weird. <laughs> you yeah. know, like they're clearly for adults. So anyway, I thought I'd show you Smiling Friends just again kind of a uh, a not a very clear um, connection between these two things, but just cuz we did fire and ice, I thought indoor outdoor. Fuck <laughs> okay, it, why not? Funny too, this guy, uh, Zach Hadle, you'll recognize his voice for sure because one thing, he was—he did funny cartoons, but his voice is so distinctive because he has uh, like a deviated septum, so all of his characters sound like this <laughs> or whatever, but it kind of works for being a cartoon voice guy because he's got a very distinctive voice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Cartoon.
0: Yeah, I guess I said, like, oh, you know, maybe you could show this to kids. I guess not. You probably I shouldn't call it.
1: You should. I don't really think that, that's kid stuff. Yeah,
0: probably better not to show that to kids. Yeah, yeah, truly, truly bizarre. But I just thought, you know, this, if you take Renis Timpy and you add 25 years, yeah. here's where we are now. This is... <laughs> and, yeah, just... Uh, i mean i don't really know what to say about it it's just weird for the sake of weird mostly
1: (laughs) it's weird but it is also depressing
0: i think my favorite part of it is just like so the whole you know thing is that they're just trying to uh you know uh get a depressed guy to feel less depressed so there's the Australian little dude who's really into it and is really trying to help, whereas the yellow dude he just doesn't give a fuck. Like, did it's you? just a
1: job, right? <laughs> yeah, like he's gonna get paid whatever happens. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. My favorite scene is right at the end. His last chance to make this guy feel better, and he's just like, um, "I don't know what about that? What the ant? Yeah, sure. Why not? Like he doesn't give a fuck no, at and all. And see,
1: right from the beginning, he had he had said this guy's too far gone. We can't do anything. <laughs> like, he wasn't willing to kind of really commit to this at all.
0: And I mean, I guess technically the suicidal guy, you know, he finds a new lease on life. But yeah, in the most weird, like, like I guess it is just like... Yes, cause,
1: killing things.
0: <laughs> yeah, because yeah, like Ren and Stimpy always had that undercurrent of like, there's just something perverse going on here, even if you can't quite put your finger on it, where it's not... At all subtle anymore, and yeah, these, no, these
1: guys come right out and layer right out for you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean life life sucks, and you have these little blips of happiness, but they don't last. <laughs>
0: you just really what's so mean about it is that the one upbeat character, the little purple guy, kind of that's really the story of the episode is like he wants to try to help this guy, but he can't. He takes him to meet his family, but his family's horrible. He tries to take him to a party and everyone makes fun of him. And then he eventually just gets his will to live sapped away. Yeah,
1: his <laughs> own like, life sucks. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it doesn't get any better. That
1: yeah, his own life is worse. <laughs>
0: yeah. and there's a you know a bunch of other episodes, but they're all like that. You know, that's basically it. So I just thought that would be a weird counterpoint to like the uh, the guy who does the two month hike and sees beautiful nature and some of it's good some of it's bad but but if you don't go on the hike if you just stay inside and watch tv that's what you're watching these days that's that's the current state of the uh cartoon for grown-ups so anyway that's the smiling friends
1: (laughs) well you get to the end of it and you're not smiling
0: (laughs) which is interesting too i guess in a way that like these people that have toiled away doing youtube stuff they finally get their chance to make a real show and yeah, they're not interested in making a normal show. <laughs> they're like, yeah, let's do this. Let's do this show. Even like the side plot of uh, the like infestation in the walls, so creepy. Of just like the little purple thing that got its hand cut off, and yeah, they just start stabbing them and lighting them on fire. <laughs> yeah, I don't You're know.
1: right. It's so different than the first thing that we watched. Here's Buddy travels all that distance, 1,100 miles. He has his ups, his downs. He talks about how miserable he feels with his wet feet and how tired he is. But at the end, when he finishes and he gets to that land's end in England, he is so, he's pleased with himself. <laughs> and, he's, and he's happy and he's, he's accomplished something. And it's, it's quite upbeat very upbeat in fact but then you watch that other thing and
0: well i guess that's yeah i do kind of respect that about sorry
1: for the poor little purple guy who is so upbeat and happy and (laughs) like (laughs) and his life really does stink
0: i guess i kind of respect that though about smiling friends is you know it's not tv you can watch it's as like the opiate of the masses or whatever that just pacifies you and calms you and just you know you watch tv just to numb your life
1: yeah, yeah for an escapism
0: yeah that doesn't you can't watch smiling friends without thinking about why am i sitting inside watching this <laughs> <You know? laughs> so i respect it in that no, sense and
1: it comes right out and hits you right between the eyes with what its message is <laughs> yeah
0: like you probably shouldn't be watching this this is not a good use of your time
1: <laughs> and if you are somebody who has kind of a depressed side to you who who looks at the world as the glasses half empty i don't think you should be watching that at all yeah. it's one thing if you're if you're one of these the glasses half full people and you watch it because you can absorb that and say oh yeah well okay whatever you know life kind of sucks but hey there's some good things to it too but if you're a depressed person and you're that's all you watch Holy, that'll (laughs) drag you right (laughs) down.
0: I love, though, I love too when uh, the little purple dude Pim takes them to meet his family. Just so he's so oblivious, he's like, "This will cheer the guy up," but it's like his sister's like, oh, "I hate you, Pam," and his dad's just like, "Shut the fuck up!" I'm trying. To, I've been in the mines all day. <laughs> like, I don't know. It is. I don't know. It is weird. It's like one of these shows that if they never made any more, I'd be like, "That's fine." But if they do make another season, I will watch it. <laughs> so it's in that weird middle ground. So anyway, there's the yeah. There's our indoor and outdoor <laughs> episode. <laughs>